Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 33 of Death Readers, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh -huh. This is the... Book wrap party. That is right. We have finally finished this fucking book. And <laughs> we couldn't be happier about it. Um, do we have any housekeeping? I don't know if... I don't think I... I don't know if we did. No. I don't recall any no. housekeeping. No. I feel like I actually did. <laughs> yeah, we totally did. But I don't remember what it is. We don't. So we don't. It's not, no. Mm. Housekeepless. If only we had discussed this before I did the intro. This is, I mean, we can cut all this. No one will hear this at all. Well, if we have, no. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying then, instead of, it's not really housekeeping, but I will start off by saying just at the top of the episode, so you can look it up while you listen. Death Readers is now on Facebook, finally. Woohoo. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> We have a Facebook page, so we'll be putting up stuff on there. Uh, if you'd like to engage, if you enjoy listening, it's just search Death Readers on Facebook and you'll find us. And the reason this is really important is because the plan is that if at the end of reading the Harry Potter series, we have not collectively received the Dementor's Kiss in terms of wanting to live any longer, <laughs> then we'll, we'll continue on doing this podcast with other books. And I, my plan is after we finish the Harry Potter series is to put up a poll mm. of, of books up there that the, the fans on Facebook or listeners, God, no, who could be a fan of this? But listeners, <laughs> listeners could engage with and tell us what they Masochists. think. Yeah, what they think we should review next. And we have a short list, but we're not going to talk about it yet. No. But uh, when it comes time in a year's time or whatever, it's going to fucking oh, God. be. Let's do the whole thing you said. Let's not ever take breaks, you said. One of us said that. I mean, I don't think... I think we both agreed that that was the best option. I just... I feel like someone should be blamed, and I'm worrying it's me. No, it's it's neither of us. Okay. It's just sort of like... You know, when... It's like when Jack and Rose were like, I'll never let go kind of thing. It's like... <laughs> I'm letting go. Well... I'm letting go. Never I'm letting, letting go, go Rose. means someone's dying. <laughs> This icy water is way, way more. He didn't let go. She let go. Well, but come on. Jack. Jack. <laughs> what is that? It's her with the whistle at the end of the... She's, <laughs> in the, she's on the... Table, she's really on the, only... She's on the door and she grabs the whistle and she's like... <laughs> I think I've only seen it the once and that was with Rift Tracks. And then, like, she finally gets into it and she starts going and going and going. She gets louder with her whistle and louder. And then, like, who's over there? And they shine the light on yeah, her. And she's, the light. Like, and she's like, and she passes out. And right. she hides from Billy Zane in the, in the, in the, uh, uh what do you call it? Blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson's kid. Duh. I should, I should have remembered that wow. simple, simple mnemonic device. It just eluded me. Your brain is amazing tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, are you are you my Paul Bettany in A Beautiful Mind? Is that what this is? Very good, sir. You haven't seen it, I know. No, I haven't. I, I've got one Paul Bettany. You one. Need, you need to see it. And it's Jarvis. I think you would enjoy it. I don't know. Beautiful Mind? Yeah, I don't know if you'd enjoy it at all. Did it, we've made Beautiful Mind references. And, the, the and I was called out for not seeing it not then. Seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's, oh, so because he's the Tyler Durden. Yes. He's the math exactly. Tyler Durden. Exactly. He's gotcha. the math Tyler Durden. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, we have a new Facebook page, so you should check it out and like us and follow us. I like it. Yeah. And, you know, say things. Um, anyway, if we don't have anything else. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No. Nothing else? Then 
Chapter 36. The Parting of the Ways. What is your first page note? 704? Oh, I have two before that. Excellent. Uh, I have 696. Okay. All right. This is a, this is a tough one, so oh. prepare yourself. There's a moment where, a small paragraph, where Harry recognizes that Dumbledore lights up while he's describing what happened. A moment to of tri- he, he swore he saw a moment of triumph flash yes. in Dumbledore's eyes, but a moment later, he I, was know, I used back, a moment twice, yes. but yes. Yes, exactly yeah. that. That moment. So my thought, is, my, my, it occurred to me, it's like, well, this is such an odd thing to put in here. It must mean something. Yeah. And so I, I, it can't be just the kooky old wizard. Right. And what occurred to me is that much like my thought about maybe Snape was deliberately holding Harry back from going to try to find Barty Crouch Sr. Mm-hmm. when Barty Crouch Jr. was murdering him, mm-hmm. that maybe Dumbledore, and I feel like this is true, but I also, I don't recall it being explicitly said explicitly said in the, in the films, but that Dumbledore is deliberately playing Harry in this large game of wizard's chess that these whole, all these books are. And that he wanted these things to happen so that Voldemort could cut Harry could use Harry's blood specifically to bring himself back so that he could be killable. And that even maybe, and, and it occurred to me, like maybe it's even as far back as having Fox give both Phoenix feathers to two wands, maybe even making sure that Voldemort got the first one, knowing there was a backup like saboteur wand in the wings and that, you know, maybe that could come into ha- in handy in the future. And it, it just, it just made me think like that, that would be the kind of thing that I would expect her to write because it's the kind of way too fan servicey. Like everything's neatly wrapped up, over, like with this. Oh, that's the way you're going. Okay. Or it's. I mean, anyway, either way. No, I think you're absolutely right. I'm not sure about the wand thing. Um, I just thought you were going to take more of a how incredibly manipulative and well, kind of awful it is. Because yeah, I completely agree. That is what he's doing. Right. I mean, I if you want to be. As big-hearted as possible, you could say, best-case scenario, if the worst things happen, it goes this route, and that's what I'm trying to set up. But right. I will try to keep Voldemort away from Harry and be right. good. But I mean, still, yeah, I mean, it's it, some Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff that feels like it is probably probably goes back fifty or so years in terms of uh, Dumbledore's planning. Like we we spoke about this in an earlier episode, but the idea about like that's what's so sinister about Dumbledore mm-hmm. is this idea of him. He moves people around just as freely, but with like, it, 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 like the main difference between Voldemort and Dumbledore is vinegar and honey. Yeah. And you see how they who, how they attract people to their cause based on those things, mm-hmm. and it certainly seems like this was one of those mo- moments where the reason he had that glint of triumph was because he was like fuck yes, my gambles with this boy's life paid off. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Even if this boy doesn't understand it, because I don't need to tell him, because he's not... He, he's, the irony is, like, it's like Dumbledore's the one who's actually fighting Voldemort yeah. <laughs> through all these other people. In fact, this has made me just now think, unless we mentioned it earlier and I don't remember, that the chess game in the first book... Yes, the wizard's chess game. The, the big one. Yes, the, the, the physical one. Is a representation of the whole well, series of books, because... Near the end, Ron, being the leader of the chess, sacrifices himself much like... Harry will. No, well, oh. before that. I don't remember what happened. Dumbledore will. Oh, yes, Dumbledore will. And then Harry um, will succeed. Right. 
but also, as we mentioned in this, this book a couple, many, many chapters ago, that whole uh, sort of aside about how there was a, a, a game of chess that Ron and Harry played with, or, or, or someone played, where it involved two very reckless pawns, right. I think is how it was written, right, and right, a yep. very violent bishop. Right. And we have this conversation earlier about how, like, is that potentially, like, foreshadowing and descriptive? And I'm, I'm very alerted to anytime she brings up chess at this point and being like, all right, that's probably something I should pay attention to. Like, they play chess a lot in sort of, like, oh, this is oh, just happening. We're just playing a game of chess. That's yeah, You could fine. just say that. Going into the moves is... But going into, like, describing... Hint, hint. Yes. Or, or something like, yeah. I bet you could write, like, an entire term paper on analyzing the chess moves in the Harry Potter books probably. in relation to the plot. Probably. Or a, a really bad one, but nevertheless one. Well, sure. Yeah. But anyway, that one uh, really stuck out to me. It's a good um, observation. But also, like, wondering, like, at this point, like, even things like, part of me wondered if, like, one of the, and I, I, I'm going to do that thing that you want me to do, where I suppose things because sure. I'm in the dark. Um, so I'm just going to do it, and I'll, I'll accept being embarrassed by being how wrong I will be eventually or whatever. What but, like, fool. I'm just going to go for it now. Do it. Part of me wonders if Dumbledore knows Harry's a horcrux. If hmm. part of... If Dumbledore knows the old magic, because I think that's what he references it as in the first book. If he knows that, like, what kind of old magic it was, like, what the thing that the things that happened in that situation, the way it happens, he already knows. Like, oh, well, that's that's what it was, and that's part of what he he you know is feeling triumphant about in this moment is that he's like, uh, is this idea that the reason. Harry's blood specifically so important is because it removes the protection Voldemort doesn't even know he has. It's not the entire Horcrux. Like, Harry still needs to die. But... You said a lot of things there. Right. But but specifically the blood being, like, a thing because it doesn't hurt Voldemort anymore. Or, like, there's something... Because right, right, they, right. they hurt in the first book, right? right? Like, they, whenever when he touched Quirrell, they both freaked out except the whole, like... Sure, sure. When the first time they meet, yeah. when they shake hands because he's not wearing a turban. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. Remember. Um, uh, but because getting head from Voldemort was a punishment. Did anyone else hear that? Did anyone else hear him say that? He said, "He said, because because getting head from Voldemort is a punishment." Right. <laughs> That's filthy. Yeah. That was disgusting. What you just said. It was. That stopped me dead in my tracks like Cedric. That was gross. My, my point is, he Oof. got Voldemort in the back of his head as a punishment for failing at the bank, and that's why he has the turban afterwards. Yes. I will get back on track. <laughs> I will write this ship because that was gross. Um, anyway, yes, there's some... That, that, again, that has been undone. Right. That has been undone with this, with specifically using Harry, and it's Voldemort's arrogance. Mm -hmm. It's his, it's his pride. The reason he wants Harry to be the one is because he's, uh, you know, obsessed with this idea of the of his own legend, his own narrative, and th this boy who lived is the one that really fucks up his legend. It's the only failure he feels like he has, so he's got to overcompensate right. for fixing it by going to great lengths to 
get him there in a spectacular fashion in a, in a very ritualistic p place and has to be him to make this ritual work because it's, I'll be so much stronger even if he fucking ironically will be weaker. Um, then like, like, uh, Peter says, couldn't we have used anyone? Basically everyone's your enemy. <laughs> like, and Voldemort's like, no, it must have been Potter. Um, <laughs> it's not, I don't have a Voldemort. I no, I mean, it's, it's like Ray Fine is in the room. It's Ray Soso. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, but then that my next note is before you do that. Okay, okay I, yeah. I don't. I don't want to say that you're right or you're wrong, but maybe you want to start warming up your gloating socks. Whoa! D Doug is a free podcaster. <laughs> Only if you do the speech about how you've heard about my greatness, but my goodness, no, is is I don't remember this. Speech. I don't either. I just want to hear how good I am. You'd make an okay or <laughs> the sick burn. <laughs> sure, sure, Ron. Sure, buddy. So, but it's the same note essentially as my next note, which is on two ninety seven, okay. which is the idea that when uh, six ninety seven. What did I say? Two. Six ninety seven. I know how your handwriting works. Is that Dumbledore reveals that Fox, specifically Fox gave the feathers that go into those Phoenix heart or whatever core wands that both Harry and Voldemort have. Mm -hmm. And it feels a little too much. C-3PO. Yes. yes. It, it feels like it, exactly what I, exactly yes. C-3PO. Exactly. Why does agree. this have to be from Fox? Right. Are Phoenixes that rare? I would accept that. But why too? You'd think because they regenerate so often... Uh, the magical or special properties of a phoenix feather core right. would be worth providing to the wizarding world as an opportunity. Or if they're not rare, then what's it fucking matter if it was Fox, specifically? It, unless it's a hint about it being a, a machination of Dumbledore's. Now that's a really good point. Without getting too spoilery, we know Dumbledore met... Tom. Tom early on. Yes. And was creeped out. Yes. Don't believe he accompanied him to Diagon Alley because I think Tom was like, "Ah, go on my own. I don't need anybody." But I'm sure he could have definitely set the wheels in motion. Set the wheels like, in yeah. motion. Like donated the those things, made sure that the wands that were produced were both sent to Ollivanders or wherever. I'm assuming sure. it's Ollivanders. Olliv like it's just something it, simple, like, "Hey, we'll try him out on this one first. Potentially tell or potentially instructs Ollivander to say. When this boy comes in, yeah. you make sure to give him this wand and see how it takes. Right. Let's we'll see what happens. Or maybe there's some sort of enchantment that were like Dumbledore specifically did on purpose to be like, this boy, this feather, like they are connected. Here's a, some sort of charm. That or would make it less fan servicey. And just hey, isn't that a neat coincidence? Ex or, or or it would maybe not just a neat coincidence, but again a machination. If it's yeah, part yeah, of, yeah, if yeah. It's part if, of if the it's... overall master plan. Sure. Then it it doesn't become as C three poe, which never pays off. Right. It's just it's like just a, closing the world down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's making it less mysterious. Right. Or interesting, as as you could easily say. Um. Anyway, so so it just um, those two things are the basically the two big things that stuck out to me in this chapter because I really didn't take any other notes in this chapter because the rest of it's just exposition. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's enjoyable. It's. It picks up the fucking pace sure. from the rest of the book and gets things moving to where we're like, okay, th yes, finally things are happening. But um, this is I felt like there were two. I felt like these two sure. things were really big hints about solving mysteries that are about in, in the whole thing. And that uh, anyway, it just occurred to me. 
No, they're great. They're great insights. This is the chapter where Barty Crouch got kissed, right? I think so. Yeah. Because I think the next chapter is basically them Yeah, it's just the wrap-up. Yeah. It's just the wrap-up. This is the chapter where we get all so the big reveals. We know now... Well, not all of the big reveals. No, but we get... One of the big reveals. Two of the big reveals are in the next chapter. Yes, but we get, like... Everybody learns about what has been happening the whole book. Like, yes. like everybody learns about what's been happening with the, with plot A for the whole book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, McGonagall has her moment with him where she says, like, you know, I can you you can't won't believe what she's furious and Harry's never seen her like this and she goes off about the Dementor's kiss, which which confused me. Except that I think it was pr- it made me wonder if if the Dementors have more agency than they are attributed uh, up to this point. Like, if that Dementor... It didn't say in the book that the Dementor was commanded to give the Dementor's kiss. Oh, no. And it makes me wonder if the Dementor deliberately gave the Dementor's kiss to Barty Crouch, knowing that it would be what Voldemort would want. That's a good question. I always assumed it was a... They just kind of inherently knew that it was an escaped prisoner from Azkaban, and as such, soul suck. Hmm. Like they would have done with Sirius. Like they just, you've been around, mm-hmm. you've been in Azkaban, we can tell from whatever magic's on you. But again, what if that's actually just a cover? Yeah, sure. Because I don't know if the, like, in, the, with some of the revelations in this chapter, it makes it seem like the uh, Dementors weren't even instituted into Azkaban until the Death Eaters that... were put into place. So maybe yeah, they are specifically... Right trained or like allowed to do these things because of of death eaters and that inadvertently plays into voldemort's hand Mm -hmm. and that like because because that's uh, pretty much what dumbledore says is like i don't want them here because they're they would easily turn to his side and we it's too difficult to defeat them right so don't like get him out of here i can't believe you do that and we have that like the huge revelations about fudge which were pretty interesting uh and upsetting but I think the thing about it that I liked with, with the fudge reveal was the idea that you kind of get an example of what a, you know, those racists who are like the, the, the passive racists, like the quiet racists. I think so. Like people who aren't like, I'm in the KKK, but right. people who are like, say horrible things that they feel like are just funny. Right. But they're actually, you know, like racially motivated and, and hateful and they can't see it because right. they're just like, ah, I'm just how it is. Yeah, it's just how it is. Right. Don't, it's just a real thing. I'm just making a joke about a real thing. You right. can laugh at real things. And it's like, Ugh. right. Gulp. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, that's how it, it felt like it was one of those examples of a person like that in Harry Potter world where it's like, he's, he's essentially like one of those people who does things like denies people who don't share his beliefs, advancement in the ministry mm-hmm. and employs, uh, dementors because, he feels like they're, you know, he, he has sympathy for them or like he has been convinced that they're the best move for whatever reason. Maybe he doesn't know why he, he thinks that way, but he does. I don't know. Just something, it just, I like the way it was handled. I like the reveal of him not being so nice. Right. And I think my notes about Fudge. Go for it. Because I'm done. Those are my notes. Related. Let's see. Um, well, first of all, the whole Fudge thing is the seed planted for the next book. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I was going to say that exactly. Oh. I was going to say that's part of what I liked about this chapter is that it feels like, oh, if, if this, if this is the moment everybody talks about, about when Harry Potter ages with its readers and the next book is interesting and fast paced and like tense and stuff like that. If it's like this chapter, 
that that speaks well to my enjoyment of it. I will say there's more. Okay. Because I do believe book five is, is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, I think, but that, I, let's see here. What have I written? So I was happy to read it in this in this chapter to say, yes, if this is what I've looked forward to, I'm excited. Fudge's, Fudge's manic insistence that it isn't so is, is, is said seed. Mm -hmm. uh, B, <laughs> in many ways, goblets seem like a practice run yes. for Order of the Phoenix. And she, I mean, she's still kind of getting out of that old childish stuff, childish scholastic books and into, she's going to get dark. Um, five might be the series best book. Six and seven seem a little uh, tacked on in its wake. Bloated. Perhaps, or just petering out like that. Yeah. But it seems like, it feels kind of like the crescendo. Pettigrewing out. Not crescendo. Climax? Climax. Uh-huh. Seven's good, but anyways, that that is that is my observation about this one. My next note is seven fourteen. So still in this chapter? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Harry's first mom hug. Oh yeah, that, that was that was no, really oh, nice. No. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! <laughs> shits! I hold on. Okay. Speak, the mom hug plays into part of my note about the blood. Okay. It occurred to me, and just speaking entirely on Death Reader history terms. Sure. It occurred to me that I'm going to be on Harry watch now. Oh. Because. Oof. I wonder. Okay. I'm hopeful. Yeah. Let me put it this way. I'm hopeful that the the magic involved in taking the bit of blood that Voldemort took from Harry took the took aspects of Voldemort's personality with them. And I'm hoping Harry becomes the hero everybody treats him like in the next books. And like the, the, a lot of that has is gone to the wayside. Okay. And that this mom hug moment sure. is the moment that confirms that that's in that direction because he's vulnerable. He's like, he gets the thing he needs to be, he gets nurtured and he can move on from being a shitty little orphan who is mostly the shitty little orphan that burns down the orphanage, Voldemort, mm -hmm. into being a, a good, well-rounded person. Everything you're saying is exactly correct, except the opposite. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That would be the most famous complaint about book five is Harry becomes more of a whiny bitch. Wow. He leans into it. Wow. Because everything that you're talking they about. They were his friends. Is it that one? No. Oh, no, was that, was, that was three. Okay. Um, what you're talking about, you got there. Right. You, you're insightful. Oh, thanks. Book five has to spend 800 pages telling it to the people who aren't. Oh. So. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so I, is, I just jumped. Remember how I said it was the best book? So is this. There's, there's still some weak spots. Is this the book wrap party for Order of the Phoenix? <laughs> now? Uh, no. 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 All right. No. Um, book wrap party. Continu <laughs> continuing. Ooh, we're having fun. Um, <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm, I am grateful that I remember to say that though, like, because I, I was like, oh yeah, I had this. I was driving home today thinking about it, and I was like, oh yeah, I should say that. Anyway, Harry's mom hug. Harry's mom hug is an awesome moment. Too bad Hermione had to run it up. <laughs> I really get the how how that story needs to happen and I just I, maybe a different moment because it kind of the, I feel like the chapter should have ended mm -hmm. with just Harry like breaking down and having yeah. just just yeah. a mom yeah, hug totally at the end fade to black yeah because because that part where it says he's never been held this way before I'm like huh so what if it like it's almost like it was it fades to black and then it has one of those like 
bang! Yeah, one of those comedy moments where it's like, suddenly it goes in one frame, it goes from whatever darkness it was to, back to full full brightness, and then it's just, they're just trying to be like, Harry, you have to finish this, <laughs> holding the potion at him, like, finish drinking this, and he's like, like, you just ruined my moment, and she's like, gotta drink this, and he's like, all right, and then he passes out. I, I meant literally the bang of her making a bang over by the windowsill. That was the... She makes it bang? Read it to me, because I, I don't remember this. read it to you. I thought she just goes, you no, have no. to read, you have to drink this, Harry. No, 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 no. Mrs. Weasley held him to her. His mother's face, his father's voice, the sight of Cedric dead on the ground, all started spinning in his head until he could hardly bear it, until he was screwing up his face against a howl of misery, fighting to get out of him. There was a loud slamming noise, and Mrs. Weasley and Harry broke apart. Hermione was standing by the window. She was holding something tight in her hand. Sorry. She it's whispered. The bug. It's the bug. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 what I'm literally okay. meaning. Yeah, yes, yeah. he does have to finish the potion. I think that might be Pomfruit comes in. Anyways, whoever it is, her little comedic whoops moment should have been elsewhere. I missed that entire part. I, I read it and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And moved on. Like, oh, totally, okay. Like, I ignored well, it because I was like, this doesn't make any sense. My brain puts it away. Since we're talking about it, though, we can talk about the other times. These were the secrets to which I was alluding every time. Oh, right. There's been a bug. They've been talking However, about it. There's one I have an issue with, and it might have to be one that leads us into the next chapter. Should we go through them? Um, hold on. Uh, no. Okay. Because I have a note before it. I was doing a dance. I know. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. You were doing. Well, a, then... You were doing a bit of a jitterbug. Oh snap. But that leads us, I think, now into chapter 37. The beginning. And I want to say, that my first note, see? It was all just backstory. Now the, now the book, now, now the story's going. Go right. I thought the same thing. I, as soon as I saw the episode, the, or the chapter title, I was like, fuck you. It's <laughs> <laughs> in my head. I had that thought. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> God, fuck. Uh, do you have any notes on this chapter? Oh, yeah. yeah. Got a couple. Mine's 725. 719. Okay, you first then, my friend. Okay. Oh, so because of you and your Cedric watch. Yes. And your Harry hissing. Yes. And all your this and that. Now I'm now I'm seeing it. And I've got Hagrid saying, as long as we've got Dumbledore. Yes. Like that, that's all I can see Forsh now. Well, no, but I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, it's so it's just, it's, just, it's just like, like, well. Everything hinges on how, how uh, Dumbledore being around, so... What do you do when you write that into a story? You, you got to take that thing away because yeah. there's your you're setting up your conflict. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyways, anyways, so I, I, it would I, oh, reading this the first time I would have been like, I know what's happening. I avoided making this note, but since you brought that up, sure. I will bring it up now because it's on the same page. Sure. Hagrid mentions that he knew Voldemort would come back. Yep. I want to take you back to Death Readers two. No, this is book three, I think. This is. Oh, I thought you meant the first time. It's episode, I mean, episode two. No, wait. Which? When did Hagrid go to Azkaban? He went in two. Okay, this he is. He came back been... at the very end of two, talked about it in three. So this is book two then. Okay. Let's go back to Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to Hagrid's hut hmm. before Lucius, Fudge, and Dumbledore? Dumbledore show up. I think it's just Harry take... and Ron because Hermione's petrified. Right. Okay. Harry and you're right because then they go to meet right. and meet uh, the spider. Aragog. Aragog. Right. So it's just Harry and Ron. 
Hagrid opens the door with a crossbow. Crossbow, right. And we have the conversation of you brought up, why does he have the crossbow? And I don't, I don't, didn't think at the time, at least, and I, I don't think it actually is this, but I didn't think you were trying to set me up for something. No. You were actually genuinely saying like, you know, this is odd. It's, is at a school, someone's coming to his door. Who, who does that? And I remember at the time mentioning to you that I was like, it was, I think he was anticipating Voldemort. Right. Or Lucius. Sure. This sentence he makes here, this, this comment he makes here about how he knew Voldemort was coming back speaks even more to me thinking that it's that he knew at that time with the crossbow that Voldemort was out there coming back. Well, I mean, that's because when he he's knows inter- the chamber's open and he knows who opened it the last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, he knows yeah. it could only be Voldemort or some capacity of him coming back. And so unless somebody's doing something tricky, but he, I think Hagrid knows in some way that this is what's happening. When we're introduced to Hagrid, basically, later, but I mean, one of the first things he said is, some say he died, Codswallop, in my opinion. So he's yes. always thinking yes. about that. That's what I thought you were going to. That's why I said no, that's episode brilliant two. Too. But yeah, so he's, that's part of Hagrid's- Character. I'm thinking uh, Voldemort's coming back. And so once the chamber's open, he's probably shitting bricks. Yes. So of course he's opening the door with the crossbow. Yes. Because that's going to work. But still, that's all he has. Like, sure. He is, he's not supposed to have a wand. Right. Especially at that point. Right. And what's um, a broken umbrella going to do yes. against- Voldemort. And he, I think he has... It's like his, bo- it's like his literal boogeyman. Yeah. And it like, and maybe that's, maybe that's part of why he loves monsters so much is because there's something that he feels like might be able to protect him. Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, a few things bigger than him. Yeah. And he's got Fang for as much as Fang can do being as lovable as he is, but right. still like, it seems, um, it's interesting. Hagrid's the best. <laughs> Hagrid's just the best. Keep going back to that. Um, Anyway, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I had ignored my own insight there and was just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, it felt like it just, again, repeated or reinforced this uh, slight vein of thought we had had for three or four seasons up to this point. And I feel like it, it finally felt like in that sentence where he's like, I always knew he would come back, really tied it all together. Like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. But then again, like, Maybe I'm I'm not we're not as insightful as we think we are because then like why would why did everybody do the things like they did with like putting the charms on the Dursley's house if they if they thought Voldemort was gone forever? Well, they Dumbledore, must not have. Is my point? Like, no, they, Dumbledore never thought he was gone forever. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, and and he's playing, ch- he's a, playing chess. And Hagrid's a very loyal disciple. Sure. So if, if well, I feel Dumbledore's is you know forethought. Chess brain and Hagrid's is fear. Well, Hagrid's also following him. him. Is all I'm saying. Like, sure. If, if yeah. Dumbledore true. says we're putting the charms on this house because we, we need to protect Harry for if Voldemort comes back. Hagrid says, "I think Voldemort. If, if Dumbledore is willing to take this kind of precaution, I think Voldemort's coming back." Yep. And then carries that his whole life. Of true. The rest after that. Anyway, what's your next note? My next note is 7:30, so I think you're up. I am up. Okay. Um, this one is a question for you specifically. Okay. Oh. 7:25. Okay. How much did it hurt when Ron asked Crumb for his autograph? Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why you think I would have an issue with that. <laughs> Fucking Ron. Yeah. Oh, how did you know? <laughs> He's just, that's not how we vendetta Ron. <laughs> that is not how we vendetta I just, when I, I just got to tell you, I read it and I was like, ooh, he didn't like that. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not saying Ron should be against Crumb, but if he's going in, he needs to be all in. 
That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that, I, unfortunately, first off, I, I understand. <laughs> but I, I think this is just goes more towards, unfortunately, the movies might have nailed Ron. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but this, this whole sequence was very much like, He's so angry, and he's like, he's doing the whole comical, like peering over the crowd, what trying, are they to catch, doing over there? trying to catch a glimpse of yep. him. But he's he's not really interested. He just, right. you know, he's craning his neck because it hurts or something. Right. And then he's all angsty, and then Crumb's like, "Bye." And then you know, Ron's like, "I love you." And then Hermione gets to gloat. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not gloating, but it's gloating. Okay, so that moves me to seven twenty-eight. Please. This is about. The bug. Okay. This is where we get to do the bug stuff. We finally get to figure out how she's been spying. So if you want to move through them one by one, I'll stop you when we get to my note. Okay. So go ahead. As I, as I can remember them, I'm not going to look them up. Yes, I haven't yes, written them down. Yes. First was at the Yule Ball. When Harry's in the garden listening to Hagrid oh, yes. talk about being half giant. Yes, right. And he's like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I'm going to look at a bug. Yes, you're right. I'm looking at a bug. So that's one. Right. Two, uh... Obviously, back to Victor Crumb's stupid pronunciation of Hermione's name. You have a vulture bug in your hair, Hermione, or whatever yes, the fuck yes, he says. Yes. That's the second one. Right. That's how she, he knew that. Third, there was a bug buzzing on the windowsill as Harry was getting hot in the attic before having his fainting spell. And that's where I want to stop you. Yeah. Well, because good, because that's the end. <laughs> that's the one that I'm confused about. Okay. Can you describe that saying to me again? Should we read it? We may. I don't know the page number. <laughs> I don't either. But I think I can find it. It's in the dream, I believe. I'm just going to read the paragraph. Yeah, yeah. She waved her wand and the lamps went out. The fire was the only... Sorry, I just... It will be revealed. Okay, okay. Through the mists of portent. I apologize. We should already give you a hint. The fire was the only source of light now. Professor Trelawney bent down and lifted from under her chair a miniature model of the solar system. Contained within a glass dome, it was a beautiful thing. Each of the moons glimmered in place around the nine planets. <laughs> and the fiery sun, all of them hanging in thin air beneath the glass. Harry watched lazily as Professor Trelawney began to point out the fascinating angle Mars was making to Neptune. The heavily perfumed fumes washed over him and the breeze from the window played across his face. He could hear an insect humming gently somewhere behind the curtain. His eyelids began to droop. I said islands, eyelids began to droop. Here's my problem with all that. Okay. Hermione doesn't have divination. Yeah. How does she know about the bug? She doesn't. She doesn't divination. She doesn't need to. She mentions it by by specific moment in the train car. Oh, because because does she mention it that that and you heard a bug or no, does she mentioned there was a bug in the classroom. Mm, go for gonna, it. I'm going to go for it. J.K. Rowling's got it covered. Oh, okay. Exactly, said Hermione, and Victor pulled a beetle out of my hair after we'd had our conversation by the lake. Smoochy, smoochy. And unless I'm very much mistaken, Rita was perched on the windowsill of the divination class the day your scar hurt. She's surmising. Oh, okay. She's been buzzing around for stories all year. <laughs> okay, so some, somehow she got from somebody else then that yeah. it was there. Because well, they, were, they were always having conversations. How did she know that I fainted in class? Like, How who did would she know? notice the bug like in a way that would be able to be able to convey to Hermione from that period of time? But nobody did. That's what she, she said, I'm, unless I'm mistaken, there was a bug there. But why would she... I, I just don't understand how, how she would come up with the idea that there was a bug there 
Oh, where, she remembered where she the bug. Get that idea? She remembered the bug in her hair. That's why. That's why the earlier that, scene she yes. pantomimes it. Yes. She remembered Draco talking. Yes, but, she, but her not being in the classroom. Where is she getting the idea to have been potentially mistaken about that there was a bug on the window? No, that's just what people say when they're when they're guessing. Unless and I'm why mistaken. Would she, why would she guess for something that was so spot on? That's what I'm, I'm not saying. That's she's... people. Dumbledore said it in. Um... But he's an all-seeing wizard. <laughs> like that's, uh, what I'm getting at is that I would accept something like. Someone told her, but I just don't. I just don't understand. She's just she. Rita knew something. She can. She. We know she can turn into a bug. Oh, so you're saying like she put those together okay, and said, "Unless I'm mistaken, it. it's it's the whole riddle thing." I hate. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the two things that put together must be the one thing. Process of elimination. Yeah, I just why, call this that is why shitting. You're, <laughs> this is why you're my Watson. Get it? Because it's yeah. Because you're eliminating. Yeah. Yeah. Waste. If you want to continue yeah. the analogy. Because it's the shit, right? This book is shit. Is that what you're saying? This is all fucking waste of time. An, an elimination of time, yes. <laughs> Does this count as vaudeville? I don't know. Like, I never say, Mister Doug. <laughs> okay, I can accept that. Um, but it, that was that was my main note about no, it was that. Good. It, was, it, was, it was good. It was good. Because um, I've helped you. I've walked you through. Yeah. But then I want to get to holy shit, Hermione is scary. Oh dear. Oh, my dear one. Yes. Be, be, well, explain. Explain. Well, specifically, she... One of two things are happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Either Hermione has abducted a human and is keeping them in a jar in her purse or her bag or whatever. She straight up has, but go ahead. <laughs> I know. So she, either she's abducted a person against their will and is keeping them prisoner yeah. in, like, and under her control. Yeah. And is fine with it. Yes. And has no issues with it. Not, does not nary a one. Any problems with it. Nope. Or she's insane and has grabbed a bug and is telling everyone that it's Rita Skeeter and that I've captured her and I'm <laughs> keeping her prisoner. Don't worry. I'll let her go once we get to London. <laughs> but for now, she's mine. And unless she wants me to tell everyone she's a bug, <laughs> she won't write any more nasty stories about me and my friends. Isn't that right, little bug? Look at her. Look at her antenna. Don't they look like her stupid glasses? Oh, I hate this bug. I want to say, as amusing as that is, it is the first one, and the denouement of this is in the next book. Yeah. It continues, and it's... I, I would love more of Hermione... I I've seen the memes of Hermione did all the work, and Hermione should be the hero, and, 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 and Hermione's covered everything, but I want to read the book where Hermione is not the one with which to fuck. Yes, well, I think we are reading them. <laughs> I think they're just, I think they're, they are, uh, they're mixed in to the slurry that is Harry Potter. This is true. So we don't really taste them as strongly as we could if we had them alone. That's true. Hermione is the coriander <laughs> of the Harry well, Potter. one of my favorites. I know, I, I assume it would be. Um, she's... <laughs> <laughs> And and I think that this is one of those moments where you, where you really taste it. You get you get a lot of that flavor. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I think there was. We had somebody on our uh, some. I think it was. I think it was uh, one of our faithful listeners from a while ago posted on Reddit something about how she Hermione is terrifying in a different way. Ah, here we go. Okay. So Melissa Megan, one of our faithful listeners, mentioned here on Reddit. She says. Hermione is scary. She can do any spell she comes across. She is a genius in every class. 
She is not only bookish, but highly logical, and that combination leads her to being incredibly scary. To the point, it's been noted, she would make a great Slytherin. The reason Hermione isn't a Slytherin is because she believes every time what she is doing is right. Not good for her. Not convenient. Not simply contributing to her goals. But she believes wholeheartedly, or actually she says with wholehearted conviction, that her choices are objectively right. Fitting and just. That's why she doesn't flinch. It's one thing, it's one thing to think you're doing something because it serves your ends or it's necessary. It's another to have the burning conviction that the thing you're about to do, no matter how heinous it might seem, is morally sound and just. Which sounds like someone I know. Uh, you're saying I belong in Gryffindor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where dwell the you brave would do of heart. well in Gryffindor. Um, <laughs> I like how you make that sound scary. <laughs> Could be great, you know. Uh, she also says, uh, this is why Gryffindors are infinitely more dangerous than Slytherins. Slytherins serve their interests and revise their plans. When their interests aren't served, they deal in reality. That's what ambition is. But Gryffindors will march a bloody path down to the gates of hell if they are convicted of the moral necessity and justice of it casualties be damned i am that fucking delighted with that go melissa agree yeah yeah clearly i've been lax on reddit yes you have um it's not the point i know it's okay but uh i uh, totally and entirely agree that it is uh that is exactly uh, very similar to what i've been saying about dumbledore Mm -hmm. exactly what i've been saying about him for for since we had the whole dumbledore ayatollah idea like this idea of him being this mastermind idealist who mm-hmm. pushes people casualties be damned like i again like like we i said before about how uh Voldemort kills indiscriminately dumbledore sacrifices indiscriminately right um anyway insightful mm-hmm. thank you uh, melissa megan so yeah this but this is one of those moments again where it's like this is an example of that shit where mm-hmm. she's like this person wronged us the just thing to do would be to capture her <laughs> and punish her and make sure that she understands that she's a bug under my heel <laughs> and at the mercy of my choice whether or not to squish her. <laughs> so, holy shit, <laughs> she is scary. Also, I just want to point out, however, Hermione, the thing you're doing is also illegal. Like, she points out that the stuff Rita did is illegal, but, like, she's... I would say kidnapping, except that Rita's not a child. No. It's abduction. It's still kidnap- well, okay, it's sure. A, it's abduction, sure. yeah. Um, and imprisonment. Hermione being Hermione knows she totally has... But that doesn't justify illegal actions. And that's all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> I think Hermione's totally got that there are unjust laws just as there are unjust people. And in this case, law's not going to apply to me because I'm right. <laughs> I think I agree that she thinks that way. I'm saying objectively or, or, or on a... On a uh, philosophical level, I just want to point out that that's not okay. Sure. <laughs> like, it, is, it is noted. Your objections laws, have been noted. Breaking laws because you don't think they should apply to you or because you disagree with their validity is a crime. Yep. And, you, and that's how a lot of good social justice has been brought about by sure. challenging those things. But I don't know if any's come about <laughs> positively because of an abduction. Well, you just wait until the next book. <laughs> Fucking A. Cool. Um... <laughs> I'm on 7.30. I'm on 7.30. 
Do you want to go for yes. it? Yes. Yeah, I told it. you the Leprechaun Gold was going to come back. Yes. Yay, Leprechaun Gold. But oh. I also was pretty much right about you my- You fucking called it. Yeah. I was I was really, because we had that pre-conversation, and so I was really working on my poker face. Did it work at oh, all? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. I was totally convinced that I was fucking everything. Because up. I was just like, holy, like the only thing you forgot was that Ludo Bagman had given him, them the gold, because if you'd remembered right. that, you would have tied everything together and be right. like, I know what Ludo's doing, I know what they're doing. Fucking, right. I got it. Yeah. The Ludo thing, I just forgot about him. I was just like, I don't know why he's, I don't know yeah. where he went. And so he, good fucking call. Thanks. Um, I w- was, I am, however, disappointed that they didn't get their money, their actual money. I didn't also recall that Harry would actually give them their money. Right. I was wondering if that you was, would, if you would, no, because I kept talking I, about that I thousand gallons. Sure, sure, sure. I just, I, I, like literally, I forgot about it. I didn't forget about it. I dismissed it because I was like, what does Harry care about having more money? And I didn't take the next step to be like, oh, then he would do something with that money. Right. Could have um, just thrown it in his vault. For... But the thing I should have caught. They should have caught that Harry would have felt guilty about having the money because it represents Cedric's death. Right. And he wants and his something fault. and he wants something good to come from that. Right. So this is that good thing that can come from that. Um another almost as bad as not bad, but um almost uh as emotionally impactful as that mom hug yeah. is him trying to give the money to Cedric's mom. But then again, that's just done yeah. so quickly. Yes. I'm yes. just like I'm like the, the the ramifications of that seem heartrending. Like just she's just seeing that like Oh God, I can't even, but then they're off of it. Yeah. It's like, they just got rid of, they got that, they threw it away in a paragraph so he could get on to giving it to the twins. Yeah. Well, and, and it's it, kind of, I, 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 it's not that like I want to dwell in the sadness of it, but it felt like it needed a little bit more time. It's like the preamble to the mom hug though. It's like, I think, right. Oh, they met after that. It's, yeah. It was, it's, it, was it's, the, it was the beginning of the next But chapter. it's still this sort of like following the same thing of like looking at Harry being weak and like uh, weak, weak as in uh, physically and sure. emotionally drained. drained. Not, yeah. not like. He is a weak character sure, to me. Sure. In this moment, he's exhausted and and you know injured, and he's but he's still trying to do the right thing, um, which again is I feel like I actually believe he's trying to do the right thing here as opposed to trying to manipulate somebody. <laughs> so so like I said earlier, I think I think that I'm hoping that there's this this event is a big change in his characters, either magically you know derived change or trauma mm-hmm. <laughs> inspired but either way um it uh yeah i i i was glad to i mean it was all wrapped up in, like a lot of stuff's all wrapped up all at once but like i i wish that uh they had actually gotten some money from ludo in some way sure but it also was nice to see that like something come about with that character because all we really had was him in the interviews in in the interrogations or the trials mm-hmm. where he's like I'm an old star. I'm an old Quidditch man. <laughs> oh, oh, like you mentioned that whole thing about that uh, British author and the idea of like he like the, uh, PG Woodhouse. PG Woodhouse, yeah, yeah. And it being just like, oh, I must have been so stupid, kind of thing. And it was like, well, maybe he's just stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe he's just a complete moron. Um, that has me thinking, though, how we've talked about how do the wizards not know about Leprechaun Gold? Yeah, but like, maybe well, maybe it's it's more of a. A regional thing. I mean, leprechauns are usually in Ireland. All the Irish people are like, don't fuck. It's fucking leprechaun gold, man. Don't waste your time. But other people who are dealing with their own doxies and crumpty bumped whoopty wax or house elf, whatever the fuck, they're not going to know about the minutia of Irish folk creature law. It just seems like odd in a world that doesn't have the internet that no one would read. About this stuff. I mean, kids are lazy. Hermione Hermione probably knew. I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about anyone. Well, I'm sure they read, but it doesn't come up in everyday conversation. 
Sure, but like I would have loved it if to justify the 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 clever idea you have, I feel like I would need something like Seamus saying, "Don't you guys know Leprechaun Gold is a if sham?" If it came from Seamus, um, if it came from Seamus and not Mr. Weasley, yes, that would have been better. He exactly. was at the he was at the cop because then we could say, "Oh yeah, the Irish kid. Of course he knows about right. this." He's had to not not just not just oh Irish people leprechauns isn't that funny but no like in this world it's part of his culture it's part right. of what he would have to deal with on some sure. sort of regular because all basis. we've really seen is him like being afraid of the banshee in in um, Lupin's classroom yep and that's really so yeah no that's a good point that should have come from him or it could have it would have felt better if it sure I, I don't have any more notes uh, so my last my last note for this book I think I remember what I was getting at but I need your help because I know you've re-listened to some recently. Early on in the podcast, talking about gold, I talked about how I went to the very end of the book. You made a mark. I penciled in yes. a phrase yes. to, to, to make a note about. Yes. I don't remember what I was going to say about that. I know what it is, and I think I can get there, but do you remember? I remember what, hearing it, but I don't remember how it came up in the conversation. How it came up. Um, well, I found that note again, okay. and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is someone writing my book? Because I have the memory of Guy Pearce and Memento sometimes. Well, what is your note? I will tell you. Hold on. Um, it is cursed money. When when Harry's handing the money to Fred and George, it already, oh. it already took out one of the two of Cedric and Harry. Could that be oh, leading wow. to, since they use that money, could that be leading to what eventually happens with Weasley twins? I think what you were telling me to bring up was that I was mentioning, I think it maybe it was, and I'm, I wish we could just listen to it and, and know, but like, uh, it must have been around the time when I mentioned that Ron gave Harry the gold, the leprechaun gold, to say, like, I'm paying you back for the omnioculars. Right. And that actually didn't work out. Right. And I think what I mentioned was something like how, like, that was going to be, like, a schism in their relationship or something and how, like... Ron wanting to pay that back or something. I don't know. I think it's somewhere around there. Okay. But um, the, but I like I hear I hear what you're saying now is that there's idea that this specific thousand dollars or galleons, it's going to bring at least half misery to somebody. Yes. Yes. Um, that's really interesting. But it probably ends there. Does it? It doesn't go. Yeah. Any... Probably. It probably just ends. Well, I mean, because they build their shop, yeah, so the maybe no... every other joke. Yeah. <laughs> goes wrong. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um. Becomes like Friday the Thirteenth, the series, which we've talked about before. Uh, yes, we have the haunted punch up, hunting down the devil's yes. cursed objects. Yes, and Canadian I television show. And I said, "Why isn't it a fiddle made of gold?" And you said, "Shut up, boy." And I said, "That's rude." I wouldn't have said that. I was just said, "Shut up, shut up." That's it. Oh, okay. I'm allowed to talk now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this podcast oh. is over. Oh. Oh. Okay, now go ahead. Um. No, it's interesting. I, I, I'm, um, I, I wish I remembered exactly what you said because you were so you were vehement about it. <laughs> you were like, remember this? This is so important. I'm going to write it down in my book. I'm going to deface my property, and it's going to mean something. I'm like, huh? I wonder what past me was getting at. <laughs> remember when I said that thing about how you? What would you tell past Rob or tell future Rob the opposite? I know what you should have told past Rob to tell future Rob. What the fuck are you saying? Use more words, idiot. You do do that pretty poorly. You do make the the briefest of briefest of notes, and then I guess expect yourself to just be like, "I oh, do." Yes, of course. I'm in, I'm simpatico with myself, Old right? Me. I know what I'm getting at. No, doesn't appear to be. No. The case. 
trying to think about if there's anything else we need to talk about. We should summarize the book or sum up our... Well, we should talk about... I have a question, I okay. guess. Uh, now that we've gone through our actual notes, I'll, I'm reflecting on the, the last couple chapters and I have a couple questions. Okay. Does Sirius have a Death Eaters tattoo? Does he have a dark mark? Sirius? Yes. No. Why? Why would Sirius? Because he was spying for the Dark Lord and working with him. Was he not a Death Sirius Black. Yes. Sirius was not spying for the Dark Lord. Was he not? I thought no. that was part of what he did for Dumbledore. Or he was spying for Dumbledore by, by infiltrating. Maybe, but he was never in with you-know-who. Okay. Well, then that answers the question. Oh, okay. I, for okay. some reason, I had the impression that I that was... was... Just, I was just like, like, do you have the name right? Because he, I thought he was pretty, I thought he was pretty outspoken about... I didn't. I don't remember him specifically spying. Well, I'm, I'm not just, saying. I'm just didn't, trying to remember why there was some sort of reason to expect him to be so evil when the accident involving him happened. And I thought it was because there was an understanding that he was associated undercover with the Dark Lord. I thought they were just being incredibly paranoid in in a, in a positive. Like we don't trust anyone because anyone. Oh could no! I thought over. it was. I, I mean, I'm. I was. I understood it to be. Well, maybe I'm. I'm wrong. You've read it more than I am. I'm it more likely to necessarily trust you. clearly. Yeah. I don't trust me because I don't give myself <laughs> enough of the clue. I need your help to figure out what we'll, past me was trying to say. We'll see if it comes up again because I don't remember if if it's mentioned in the I book mean, specifically. But my I, from what I remember, he was it was pretty obvious to friends and family of Sirius that he was not going to go that way. Hmm. And if it was obvious to them, then it wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been a good he spy. He wouldn't have been able to convince, right? Unlike Severus. Right. Who is it? people like Beltrix would be like, who's at your party? Right. No, yeah, we don't cousin? talk to him. Right. Cousin, not sister? Cousin. Right. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Other questions? Hit me. Everybody was just like, no one suspected this random dog might be an Animagus hanging out. That with. seemed odd, especially since it seemed like Snape was pretty clued in on, on what they could do, knowing that the, you know, unless he just knew that they had code names and didn't know it reflected Animagus form. But he knew he must not have. I mean, because he didn't because he didn't freak out at the Marauders map going, oh, these motherfuckers. I thought like, he kind of was though. I like the whole the whole because he gives it back to Lupin, who was one of those motherfuckers. But but didn't he make that comment about didn't couldn't they have got it directly from the manufacturers? I think he doesn't understand who the manufacturers are. Okay, it, it's, it seems like it could go either way. It, it, it that part seems the weirdest that he was like, what you not that fucking dog, right? Let's wait, right. till, wait for this penny to drop. Right. Um, but again, it's just weird. It's my misreading of it. Um, I found it also strange that Dumbledore didn't have the observation. There's a note in in the end of the the chapter, the, or the I think the second one of these fucking chapters, where uh, when he's giving the speech at the great in the great hall at the final feast, and everybody stands except select members of the Slytherin house, and it's mentioned in the book that Dumbledore doesn't notice them because he doesn't have a magic eye. Yeah, and it's like what? It, I mean, I what would he do? What would he do in that situation? Look, glare like with this I mean, fucking fiery maybe, power. But that's it. Feels like it's changing the. Or at least he could be like, obviously, you guys are assholes. Like, like more. Like I know. Do you all think Dumbledore of... would do that? It's it's supposed to be a moment about remembering I'm Cedric not he and honoring Harry. I'm not saying he calls okay. him out publicly. I'm saying he makes a mental note. He well, makes in a that mental... sense, I feel like he probably did notice them. But the book says specifically that he didn't. It just it felt weak. It always that part I don't like. I'm, that's part why I'm bringing it up because <laughs> okay. it feels it's something something's off with it. It just sure. feels like it's too much. It, it's too specific a note to make without it meaning something. Sure. And I think what it's supposed to mean is that it's supposed to justify his trust of Slytherin House without. Oh, to make you, to make you think Dumbledore's not always 
omniscient and maybe yes. he's wrong about certain people. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Like he okay. would trust Draco to do something even or though... Or Snape. Or Snape. Or the Crab and Goyle. Like, like Harry specifically names their parents right. like being involved with the Death Eating. And, sure. And, and Dumbledore's not like, well, let's get them out of school. Right. Or like he already, he knew ahead of time. That's what, you know, Fudge says. He's like, everybody knows all these names, Harry. You could have looked them all up. Well, he does want to give the benefit of the doubt to the people who, like Sirius, are going to eventually stray because they have that kernel of goodness. I guess it just, it was, it was an odd, it's an odd it, sentence. It, it was odd. It was, it was a little clunky. Also, I feel like I would have liked a little bit more of clarity with uh, Moody. Mooney. Fuck. Mad-Eye Mooney. Moody. Moody. God damn it. <laughs> Mooney, Mooney is Lupin. say Mad-Eye from now on. Ma- See? I feel like he, sh- he should have had a little bit more with Mad-Eye. Um, Other than just get this lump out of the bottom of the crate and well, put no, him in the hospital? Because he's, he's at the final feast, but he's just sitting there like just being, it's his first day at school and it's the last day of school. Like, Does he get paid? Does he get all that does money? Anyone? No, mean, what I'm saying is he get all that money that uh, Barty Crouch Jr. earned. Well, Barty Crouch, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sure they, they do it on a on a weekly system or something or a bi-weekly system just like we do where Barty Crouch Jr. was getting that money the whole year, so probably not. He also didn't do the work. Barty Crouch Jr. did, so he's not really owed the work. Or owed the I pay. think he gets some back pay for being captive. Nah. Oh, okay. Be a ghost will give you a job. That's true. And you did less than a fucking ghost. My next question, though. Okay. Barty Crouch Jr. isn't dead. No, he's like Jack Nicholson at the end of Cuckoo's Nest. Haven't seen it. But I'll take it to see mean that he is a vegetable. Yes. Right. Um, what happens to someone like that in the wizarding world? Probably put on a magical respirator. Okay. I mean, it's probably it's probably super weird. You probably just keep him up in the attic with a spell on him. Just, like a ghoul? Right. Or maybe you're just like, <laughs> I mean, because you can't really pull the plug in that situation. You have to, you have to actually stop feeding them and do something to make sure that's not a thing anymore. So feed them to the kraken, or giant squid. Giant squid. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, I mean, I feel I don't, uh, I don't really want to go for an overview of this book because it's not going to be nice. It's just, <laughs> like it was, it has all these cool ideas. It has all these cool ideas that are just. It's, it kind of seems like your running criticism is that it's bogged down by the framework of the school year. Mostly, that's yeah. That's what really has to... That's where the padding is felt. Yes, is is in the, the having to go through the entirety of a nine-month period or whatever it is in this version. Because Lord of the Rings, it's we're going from A to B to C to D to E. And it can well, take a long time. Take a long time, but sure. Not, but it's yeah. not A to B to C. Now we have to stop for three months. Yes. Yes. Now we can go to E. But we're not stopping. Or, we're, but if we're, we're stopping for three months, we're doing something. Yeah, yeah we're doing we're all these other like, just things pausing. that are like, yeah, like we're filling in the gaps and it's just like, it, it's like packing peanuts or it's like it's like the kind of thing where if you, you know those, uh, those air packages things where they're just little like thin strips of plastic mm-hmm. you inflate with air. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like there's this little bit a film of cool shit mm-hmm. that's just separated from each other by sure. all this empty space. Of... Or when you bite into a tasty calzone or dumpling or something and it's a s- smear of filling right. and a whole bunch of air. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it it, sh- it should be better than, I, I, I wish I enjoyed it more than I do, I guess is really what I'm saying because it has all the trappings of things I should like and I should enjoy. Do you think reading as a, at a younger age where you're not going to be as so noticeable of that? I, I mean, I don't know because I might have been even 
easy. It might have been easier to distract me from it then. Mm-hmm. I might not have been able to get through it because it was it's so, you know, laborious. Hmm. And I don't know if I would have. Like I mean, even even today, my kid pulled out seventh book for like her third or fourth time, and I was like, huh. I think that I wonder. I think a lot of people, and this is why I think we get. I get criticism for my criticism is because I think that people have so much nostalgia Mm -hmm. because it was a thing they loved when they were kids. And then they had the movies to reinforce that at the same time they were reading or or shortly thereafter. Um, And it was, it's the whole experience of it. Sure. That I think that um, if they actually went back and read it again, like really reread it. (laughs) With a a critical eye. With a critical eye, like an, an eye for... Not just, I mean, I don't, don't want to. I mean, that's what that's what this literally has become for me. I, I know, but like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm doing something. Like, oh, you're not. Right. You're just showing me a different perspective that I wouldn't, I couldn't have accessed. Right. But that's sort of what I'm getting as I don't want to uh, suggest that I'm doing something that's somehow special or. No, it's not special. It's just, it was unobtainable, but I didn't realize that it was unobtainable. But that's what I'm wondering if other people are. It's also unobtainable for other people. Sure. And I don't want to like. No, you're you're. I'm just saying you're like Moses. If I was like Moses, I would smash these books apart. <laughs> well, that would imply J.K. Rowling was God. I was calling. I mean, more virtually of a, she is in this. In this, I was saying she was more of like the the Pharisees. She spake it, thus it became. Well, that's not untrue. Plus, wizard staffs. Yes. Snakes. Um. Yeah. I'm running out of Moses things. I don't have. I don't think there's anyone in these books whose name's Aaron, so it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to call that parallel. No, no Midian. Anyway, the. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I think that I, I really think that if someone go ahead. Ray finds, see, am I right? Yeah, you do have this power. <laughs> <laughs> no Val Kilmer, but still. Sure. Uh, no Jeff Goldblum. No Jeff Goldblum. But um, if. I think that if those people who were who who are defensive, because that's what I'm, I've I've come across, okay. is bringing these ideas to other people and then being like, why the fuck would you say these things <laughs> about this thing I love and cherish? And it's like, because I think that if you looked at it again, <laughs> if you just took another look at it, and were open to criticism and and like really looking at it, you'd you might see the holes I see. And doesn't mean you have to hate them. No, and I, I don't, I, believe me, I don't want to hate them. I'm struggling with, like, how much I enjoy the fucking movies and, and as a kid and, and love them. And now I'm reading these books and I'm like, oh, god damn, like, <laughs> everyone was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> everyone who ever told me that these books were great was wrong. <laughs> how could so many people be so incorrect? Mm. But, and I, I think that the, I don't know. Uh, I like I said, there's, and like I've said many times for this specific season, I think there is about, I'll say thirty percent of this book, maybe maybe thirty five percent of this book that's like good, mm-hmm. and like I feel like could make a compelling story on its own, but mm-hmm. you just have to gut the rest of it, right? And it's, and unfortunately, I think that's the thing that most other people like is the rest of it, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why. Um, I mean, I kind of do. I just don't. I I don't appreciate it as right. much as they do. So, and 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 that being said, like I am like, I truly am not remembering these things. Like, or or if they were even there. Like you mentioned, like the thing about the the gold. 
mm-hmm. or like with the twins or like what they were doing oh, with Ludo no. Bagman. That's not in the movie. So I, I didn't have oh, that. Not even a, I won money from the Triwizard Tournament right. here. I right. don't think that's there. I think they just start a shop. Right. And if you listen to this show, I mean, I think if anybody fucking cares at all, like I am sincerely uh, reading these for the first time. I'm sincerely don't remember a lot of the stuff from the movies until we watch them again for the Patreon episodes. But or commentaries but um so uh, like this this experience is it's it hinges on us being sincere about that right and i i I am being sincere about that so it's uh it is somewhat enjoyable is what i'm getting at to hear to be uh correct on these on some of these things and be be validated on them because it just feels like oh cool i'm maybe i am a little bit insightful maybe i am i do have a perspective that is somewhat you know, not completely invalid and uh, worth adding to the conversation, maybe. Uh, and that mainly is that, like, my my thesis would be fucking reread these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what I would want most people to do. And I, I I think that I wish we had started this series. I wish we had started this experiment by telling people, hey, we're reading Harry Potter. Read along with us from the get go. Right. Because I feel like if people were, they wouldn't they might see more accurately what I'm talking about sure. as we go through it. And I, so, so now at the end of fucking season four, I'm going to reiterate very strongly. If you consider rereading these books, re- reread them along with listening to death readers. Yeah. We do one to three to me, sometimes four, oftentimes two <laughs> episode podcasts and you should get through them and, and listen. And then you, you'll see what I'm talking about through there. Okay. And then if you want to say something about it, just we have these social media places and you can, you know, check them out. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say about this? Uh, about this? No, I don't think so. Um, the book, I, I don't think it quite held up like I remembered it. Um, yeah, I, I like you said, there's a lot of islands of greatness in a sea of... It's a little more sloggy this time. I could because I couldn't just turn on autopilot. I think right, that was a right. big part of it. Yeah, yeah. I was totally I was actively reading in a way I don't often do, where I just kind of zone out until I get to the part I'm like, "All oh, right, this is the part I like," and then get that yes. rush, yes. and then back to the zoning. This time I'm like, I'm looking at the stuff where I zone. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, you can make any argument. It's just a book for kids. It's fun. I'm being hypercritical. Yeah, it's all true. Um, doing those things. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the next one. We should look at it, but I'm wondering if the first episode should be like five or six chapters. Really? Because it's so much Dursley stuff. Oh. And to kind of... It'll just... I mean, it. it's all... Enti- for me, it's all entirely dependent on how many pages it is. Okay. Like, so if it's... Well, because we could read... So we've read 80 pages and had three notes before. I know, but like... It just it's it's less about the note quantity and more about the time it takes us to sure. do the work. And if it's all in, entirely, I, I think that seventy pages is really the max I feel comfortable trying to cram into an episode. Okay. Just because I've felt myself do that time where I've had notes for that, like that's been three chapters and we have to do it, and then finding myself with with not enough time to feel like I'm either giving it enough notes or there's a complete drought of interest. Shit, to, interesting shit to say, and we can ju- we just ignore it. But I mean, the next fucking episode is going to be the typical Death Readers. <laughs> maybe I'm assuming. Do you want to talk about? Have we talked? Have we fully examined your? Oh, um, the the your, formula. The formula. No, we didn't. We didn't go into that this episode. I guess we should. Very. Uh, we kind of went into it last episode, but um, 
I mean, it basically functions. Yeah. Um, there are variations on a theme, but there's still yeah, a theme. The only real difference is that I think I might have to expand it to say that if it's not Harry finding a new mode of transportation to get to Hogwarts, it's a new magical form of transportation that is introduced. Yes. And in this book, there is definitely a couple new forms of magic transportation that are introduced. Yes. In in the books at, at, at some point. Yes. Um, I would say that holds up so far. Yeah. And there, I think that's going to hold up at least into the next book, too, if I'm correct. Um, which I think is when we get the invisible dead horses or whatever they are. Um, that is true. Right. And, well, yeah. And, and a couple, I would argue a couple other things. Sure. That's what I'm thinking. In this in this book, I would I would say that the uh, the boat, the the ship, um, and then the 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 Cinderella flying Pegasus mm -hmm. uh, carriage are the two new things. But then, like, uh, you know, for the most part, what was it? Starting at the Dursleys, getting to Hogwarts in a new way, uh, long drawn out and convoluted mystery <laughs> that's full of padding, and then Harry ends up in a secluded place with the uh, antagonist and that's it's tricky how to word it because it's, sure. it's like it is basically and with the defense against the new defense against the dark arts teacher but in this one it is it, they're so close that that harry ends up going to a dark secluded place with the new defense against the dark arts teacher who is the villain right um, who is like is a co-villain um I mean, it, it basically works. I think the I think, only, I think it holds up. Yeah, it's still it's still very much, and I'm, I think the next one's going to do it too. I in think a you might be right. Very similar way from what I remember from the film, at least. Uh, I don't remember. Like, I guess I there's probably the, a couple more steps, but maybe because um, the next one's one with the centaurs, right? Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> I just man, there's some shit I want to get to okay. about that. Okay, um, well, well, we'll wait, but like, I'm just trying to remember. The film. Yeah, it's... It'll be interesting. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else we want to say about this book before we move on. Um, we, I liked how at the end of the second chapter, or second, second chapter, or the first chapter of this episode, mm. second to last chapter in the, in the book, uh, the whole thing where Dumbledore goes into, like... Uh, general mode he goes into like patent mode oh yeah where he's like serious i need you to go to this place like severus you know what you need to do mm -hmm. like uh i need to speak to hagrid immediately right harry but before that i need to go talk to the the diggeries you know like that whole thing yeah. was like watching that's how i wish i could be in my life like, <laughs> like i wish i could have like that much uh, uh presence of mind sure Awareness of the situation. Yes, Situational just, awareness. Yes, yes. Just to be like, I'm going, I, I, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, and then not forget any of them. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, I, and it's... It's not even a fantasy for me because I know I'm that far removed from it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what my fucking past self was trying to tell me. So, that's not me. <laughs> but it's it's the kind of thing that I, I, when I read it in the book, I was like, that's, it. it's cool. I wish yeah. I could be like that. Um, And I think... At least a little bit of that comes through in the Fantastic Beast movie. I wish I wish Jude Law had more screen time in that. Um, the one thing I was gonna say about that scene that was brought up in the book that I remember, I think when I first read this, being really excited by because I'd read the first couple books a couple times at that point. Um, when he drops the name uh, 
You had talked to Arabella Fig. Yes, who is that? Oh, I, don't tell me. But like, I... well, but you you have enough information to put that together if you if you've read Mrs. Fig with the cats who sometimes watches Harry. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that was one of those like he he might have said Arabella Fig, and I'm like I like I'm gonna put the book down, I flip 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 flip. <gasps> Fig, I bet it's the same one. What what the fuck? What the fuck? We have to wait till the next book to find out what in fact the fuck. But so yeah, that's. That's, that's cool. sinister. That's yeah. pretty, I mean, that's pretty interesting to think that, that again, talking machinations. about, talking about his machinations, yeah. exactly, about how much. There's, he, there's more than just charms on the house. I've heard some, I've heard, uh, I've seen in a like brief, briefest Reddit scans. Sure. Someone mentioned the idea of Dumbledore playing, I think what they referred to as 3D chess. And it's like, motherfucker is <laughs> wizard's chess. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like that. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's that thing. He's got pieces he hasn't even you don't even know about yet. Yeah, you don't even know about. And it's there's a part of that that's cool. There's another part of it. Unfortunately, I have to look at. I I tend to try to look at this from the perspective of the reader and the writer. And I think that as the reader, oh, if you're if you're naive enough to look at it like, oh, it's so cool. Look how collected he is. And then as the writer, you're like, what's a cool way I can make it seem like he's all together right uh i'll loop here you right. know what i mean i'll go back to this thing that was just a throwaway thing and i'll connect it here and it'll say you know and i'll give a whole new meaning to this other thing in the past that was essentially unless it was already always intended yes unless but the, i see if you're if cynical. you're well yeah but if you're um the thing that always separates the two from me okay but from the deliberate to the convenient is some sort of clue Okay. I believe there's no clue when it comes to Fig. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm that's not, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and it could have been clues that that wouldn't have been as apparent as clues because she knew what she was setting up necessarily as as well. That she could have had the germ of an idea, right? But not know exactly how it was going to go. Right. I have a feeling just from reading her that she definitely has some foreshadow forethought plotting sure. but uh, there's enough of it that feels a little too convenient sometimes if she, it, it kind of feels like if she could have written this exactly as she wrote it and then gone back to book one like done it exactly as she wrote it before as publishing anything yes I, I I can't help but think it probably would have been even even better exactly exactly uh, I, I think it is just unfortunately the product of itself it, yeah. it, it is just what the circumstances in, involving or concerning its production are unfortunately a little bit of a construction resident. of a soap opera. Yes, yes, it very much feels that way sometimes. But whatever. I mean, that's it's what it is. That shit's popular yeah. for a reason. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I think we're good, man. We can we can we can wrap this up. Let's wrap um, this up. Let's wrap up season four. Yeah, season four. It's it's uh, what a ride. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You're done? I'm done. All right. Uh, that was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. If we don't have anything else, no, nothing else, then I think it's time for the second new word alert. 
Okay, so I don't actually think that this word came from this book, but I did read this word and didn't know it somewhere else. Oh yeah, no, that's so, fine. So that, this mean, is this is all about our ignorance. Yes. Of, of the <laughs> oh outside my god, world. that's the best summation. <laughs> that is the best summation from our bunker. Oh my god, we should have been saying that from the first episode. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Death Reader's bunker. <laughs> That's kind of a bunker. It in is here. kind of bunkery. There's Holy no shit. windows. We need some MREs, no, and then we're good. There's no circuit. I literally just ate an MRE tonight. Oh my god! I'm not fucking kidding you. I had an. I had a. I didn't actually eat it because I was sure. scared to cook it. Sure. You I were scared. I was scared. Um, it was a. Uh, <laughs> it was a pizza one. Okay, so with like a pizza, like a pizza casserole. I'm guessing. No, no, no. It's like it's a. It's I don't know because I didn't open it. Sure, sure. But you, do you I think it, what. You ate follow me. Just okay, follow, okay. Just don't ask okay. questions. Just, just, just the goblet. All right, Aunt Petunia. Just the goblet of fire. This. Okay. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Proceed. So, so it, it comes with those like small little bags of of things in it that you make into food. Uh, the two that I ate were the desserts because they didn't need to be prepared. Okay. It was a chocolate chip cookie, which was like a pretty good chocolate chip cookie for right. army surplus. Sure. And then there was one that was just literally it was supposed to be like a blueberry. Um, crumble or something. That already sounds awful. But it was just in a bag yeah. and it was all smushed together. Yeah. And so I just squeezed it out like a gushers or something like into my mouth. Like just like oh, I don't I don't uh, I don't care about this at all. Yeah, I ate that. So that's what I meant by I ate that. The rest of it I was too afraid to make. Okay. Because it like it's this crazy voodoo where it's like it doesn't require any cooking or heat, but it also cooks the thing somehow, and this seems like witchcraft in, in voodoo, and I don't want to fuck with it. Or just chemicals. I don't want to set equally, my house on fire. Equally frightening. Right. Good. So it, it comes with this like little bag okay. that you put... Uh, okay, so you, you make the thing. What you did is it comes with like uh, like bread, like uh, pizza bread. bread like some a, some, some, something. Okay. It's in a thing. I didn't open it, but you can tell sure. what it is. It's labeled. Then it comes with like a pepperoni and... Uh, pizza sauce paste or something Makes like sense. that. You sure. put that on there. It comes with the cheese. It's a paste that you put on there. Um, so and this is you, so far a handy snack, a round handy snack. It's like a lunchable, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, but you, it cooks itself. Okay. And then you take it and somehow you like close it in something and to protect it, and then you put that thing in a, in a bag that yeah. has the heating chemical stuff in it. Sure. Then you put that in another bag, and then you prop that up at like a ninety degree angle, and like it, on the on the description it even says like lean against a rock. Parentheses or something. End parentheses. <laughs> like that's that's encouraging. I definitely will lean it up against an infant because this that's a something. Right. Um. You know their little fontanelles will just hold that pizza just right at the right angle. Uh. What? It's so dark. It's not part of the new word alert, Rob. <laughs> We're still in that. We're still kind of in that, and I have okay. to. I ha we'll have to like this. I don't know how this is going to fit in there. Well, this might be at the we'll end of the out. episode. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know what we'll do? We'll restart it when I'm done with this. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to play the open twice. <laughs> so, the... Fontenelle could conceivably be someone's I, I knew new it, that word. word. I knew it. Someone's new word. But it's, look it up on your dime, not on, not mine. <laughs> so, so, I looked at it and I read the directions and I was like, that's too much for me. I'm not fucking with it. I have a microwave. I don't need this shit. I'm not, I'm not in the shit. I'm not in Nam. I don't have to deal with this. So I just put it away. Okay. So I would have been fascinated to try that. Anyways. I mean, I still have it. I just sure, sure. am terrified sure, to no, do it. No, I understand. It. I, just to you know side note, your side note, I have heard that MREs can be repurposed to make bombs or oh. explosives because of the components of them. Wow. You know what we should do? What? I should bring it over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> then we do it like outside or something. Maybe. 
Maybe not inside. That's the problem I have is I'm afraid to do it inside because I don't want to set something on fire. Um, you know, unlike what cooking normally would do. But still. Um, and then we could, you know, we could try it, I guess. Right. Um, but that should bring me back to the new word alert. New word alert! Okay, so I don't remember where I read this. It definitely wasn't Harry Potter. But the new word, my new word for this new word alert is the word shorn. Oh, shorn. Oh, shorn. Shorn, that word shorn. Yeah, the... Uh, as in sheep. No. No, what? No, well, yes. Yes, as in sheep, unfortunately. Um, it's it's the past participle. Is that the word? Fucking word. Was new word alert! No, I know it's participle. The participle. Participle. What's the song? Wouldn't know a, a participle from a predicate. What's that fucking song? I don't know what you're talking about. Fiance. What? What's that song? What song? Don't about a participle. Wouldn't know a par participle from a predicate. Oh, are you? You're talking about the HMS Pinafore? Is that it? Yeah. See, I only know Modern Major General from Pirates of Penzance. I'm googling it. All right. New song alert! That binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news. With many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. Many cheerful facts about the I am the very model of a modern major Well, that's not Pinafore, that's, Pir that's Penzance. No, fiance, it's not. It's 1776. Well, that's a completely different group of musicians. And I'm just a simple cobbler from Connecticut. Oh, yeah, okay. The other one you don't know. God, this is all going to fucking <laughs> Patreon at the end of the episode. This is all useless. Um, participle? Participle. How is it different than what I'm really saying? Like, you're you're really hearing I'm that T-R and it's freaking me out. That's, but that's it. I'm not like you're really... You're like participle. Like it's like participation. Participle. participle. <laughs> this is... It's just, I know this is the worst podcast. Like, I just know it in my heart. <laughs> this is the best That heart. no one enjoys this. <laughs> I heart this, and that's all that matters. Check out Death Readers on I Heart Podcasts. <laughs> I don't know if we're on there or not. It's, uh, I, I feel like we are. <laughs> I feel like we are. Um, anyway. I mean, don't check us out if you're listening to the podcast right now. You don't need to go get it again. If you happen to stumble upon it, and this is just some sort of fate, sure. Welcome welcome to Death Readers. You picked an interesting episode to start. This is the worst. <laughs> this is the book crap party. <laughs> You're doing it again. Doing what? Participle. I said participle. I said book crap party. No. <laughs> you put the enunciation in the wrong place. <laughs> That's so presumptive of you. That's so presumptive of you. Presumptive? No. Still sounds... I can't do it. I can't fuck up on purpose. I'm too good. Shorn. Yeah, Shorn. To have sheared. Okay, side note. Okay. Remember how you're talking about that guy from Spinal Tap? Yes. Isn't it weird that his co-star from Spinal Tap is named Harry Shorn? Shearer? Oh. A person who shears. Who's Harry? Yes. He shears himself. Do you think it's a stage name? Why are you shearing yourself? Because it's... Why are you shearing yourself? It would, a, it would be a stage name, maybe. Like it's a pun, like it's a joke in itself. Would be weird for a comedian to do that, right? Do you have the Google? 
I'm sure this is all either at the end or on Patreon by now. <laughs> Harry Julius Shearer. Still, maybe his parents thought it was funny. <laughs> I was born into comedy. Yes, yes, he was. It's very serious. We don't joke about it. I told you about the the story that John Cleese's original last name was John Cheese, right? Uh, you did or he did. Were you there? I was. Okay. I was also there. Yes. When when we had had a conversation with him, because we are <laughs> such big shots. Us and the other. Hundreds it, of people who in paid. auditorium, yes. Hundreds of dollars to sit there. Well, not hundreds. I mean, I'm not that rich. Well, you're part of the whole club, so you could just pick it. But, like, I had to pay for tickets, like a, <laughs> like a plebe. Me and all the other gutter suckers and troglodytes had to go in there with our with our grubby money in our filthy hands, beg, please, sir, can we listen to your life story, sir? That's an atrocious English accent. Yeah, it is. That's what he would have said. I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't do it very well at all. Oh, no, I was, I was I just, I, it sounded great. It was good. It was good. It's not it, what I'm it doing. Was good. What, was it gutter snipe you said? It was great. I didn't say gutter snipe. That would have been that brought gutter said, snipe came said, to mind. It's said, like it, no, gutter snipe I, spoke through you. I said gutter suckers. Oh, not gutter snipe. Well, gutter snipe probably would have been better. I mean, because it references my fair lady, and you're just getting started. You're barely out of the gutter. We are going to edit this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so back to being done with that and moving on to the episode. <laughs> um, so no new word alert at all. Just. No, we do all of that, but just at the end of the episode. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. <laughs> after after the music fades out, or after we not and not that after we do the chimes. Yeah. The yeah. first chime is just sure. actually the first couple minutes of the yep. episode. <laughs> 10, 20 minutes or whatever this was. <laughs> it, it was a chunk. It's. It's a. Thanks ch- for listening to this episode. <laughs> we know, this is the end. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>